The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. For the visiting teams, the Raptors, like Pascal Siakam, was having like a nervous mental breakdown in his hotel room every night. Um, they were falling apart, okay? <laughs> like, like they, 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 it, was, it was coming undone a bit. It really was. Nick Nurse was exasperated. Kyle Lowry was getting mad. Like, you know, they were exasperated about, okay, like, what are we going to do here? Nobody is coming in through the door to save us. It's just us. What are we going to do? We're not playing in Toronto. No, yeah, we're in Tampa, but it is what it is. What are we going to do? And I tell you, man, they've dug down deep. They've dug down deep. They're a dangerous team right now. People are discounting them. You know, I don't care. You get into a playoff series, there's no fans anyways. Like the And the NBA kind of does matter, too. Most of these sports, it doesn't. But in the NBA, it does. It's taken the, it's killed some of these teams. Don't think, look at the Milwaukee Bucks. They, haven't, they have not responded to the pandemic well at all, this team. It's just, it's a fact. The Bucks were cruising along, guys. They went into that bubble in Orlando. You know, things fell apart for them. They lost their home court advantage. You know what I mean? Like in a neutral court. Now they're back home. They don't have fans. It's just, it's like just not working. Just not working for them. So we'll get into the, uh, we'll get into the NBA with, uh, with Pete. So shout out to our AM uh, radio uh, affiliates that are kicking it uh, with us. We apologize if we missed uh, the, uh, the top of the hour. As you know, we start off on Sirius XM for the first couple of minutes. Like each, you know, all of our affiliates, they kind of have different, you know, we're on like, I don't know. I think we're on like 148 stations or something like that now uh, in that in that ballpark. Uh, and obviously not all of them are going to have the same commercial breaks, right? So it's kind of tricky to, thank God I don't have to do it. I'm just usually told, although I'm going to be honest, not that we're throwing anyone under the bus, but. I didn't get a, uh, I wasn't told that, oh, yeah, yeah, listen, we're coming in here. <laughs> and I sort of looked up. I'm like, hey, uh, hey, um, weren't we supposed to introduce the AM radio audience? Uh, it happens sometimes. It happens sometimes. Sort of like a football team. Sometimes there's going to be, uh, there's going to be false starts. I've been informed that the crew actually got caught up in my basketball rant. <laughs> I, I, you know what? That's a good reason. They say you're listening. You weren't outside having a smoke, at least. <laughs> All right, so shout out to our AM radio affiliates. Hey, I'm like the only host I think is nice enough to, to welcome you guys all the time at the top of the hours, right? This is Sports Rage. Bring it. We are the first 24-hour network giving you the most extensive fantasy sports and odds coverage of all major sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. As you continue listening to Sports Grid, ask yourself and be honest. Am I listening enough? Probably not. 16 hours a day. That's all we ask. This. 
the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Is the Sports Grid Radio Network. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. What's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. We're throwing it down. It's the Thursday night throwdown. Sirius XM Channel 204. That song is called Point Blank Range by my band Homicide. By my band uh, Homicide. Point Blank Range. Um, all right. So I teased something earlier here, and I was talking about the Pro Football Reference guys. And, you know, it's a great website, Pro Football Reference. Baseball uh, Baseball Reference is great as well. It's it's basically, it's very, very, very well respected. All right. It's very, very well respected. Similar, like much like myself. Uh, so yeah, it's very, very well respected uh, website. So it's not really just, oh, it's just made up. And no, no, these guys have been doing it a long time. So they have a Hall of Fame monitor. So they've created a Hall of Fame monitor for NFL quarterbacks. So it's basically, you know, active quarterbacks, past quarterbacks, all the Hall of Fame quarterbacks and what their grade is. All right. What their grade is using approximate uh, value of Pro Bowls, All Pros, uh, All Pro selections, championships, other statistical milestones. And I can get, if anyone wants, I can get more detailed. It gets very detailed. It gets very numbers, right? Like it's, you know, we, we can get into, um, into, and I'll give you some of it because otherwise we're going to be here all night. Um, so the base formula uses weighted approximate value, which is 100% of the player's peak year, 95% of their second best year, 90% of their third best year, and so on as a starting point. Bonuses are added for Pro Football uh, Hall of Fame all-decade selections, MVP awards, Defensive Player of the Year awards, first-team All-Pro selections, Super Bowl titles, Pro Bowl uh, appearances in descending weights. In addition, bonuses are added if a player has earned his first All-Pro in over 33% of their season. This reflects the reputation boost afforded the players who led the league in short careers like Gail Sayers and Terrell Davis. For players not yet included, small bonuses are also added for semifinalists and finalist appearances on previous Hall of Fame ballots. As I stated, it gets it's a very detailed list. Um, so we have the quarterback list and we have the all-time list as well. So who, I'll ask you guys right now, and uh, yeah, feel free to jump in, Matthias. All you can uh, give me an answer. And people in our chat right now, or on Twitter at Sports Rage, who do you believe grades the highest? So, and, and essentially, as far as the pro, the best of the Hall of Famers, there's the Hall of Famers, but even Hall of Famers have stats and are graded. Who do you think is the best football player of all time? 
who has the best grade of all time in pro football history, Hall of Fame history, so obviously the best guys. Who's your player, Matthias? Who would you say? Yeah, that's a good one, Gabe. Um, off the top of my head, one of the best football players to ever do it. You know what? I'm going to go with Tom Brady, actually. <laughs> All right, you say Tom, Tom Brady. Uh, we ask, uh, we'll take a look uh, online here and uh, see what uh, people people are saying. It'll say, you know, Paulo says Jim Brown, which is actually, you know what? That's not a bad, you know, guesstimation, actually, that you would imagine, right? It is Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice has the highest Hall of Fame grade of 311.81. 311.81. Now, everybody's talking about Tom Brady being the greatest quarterback of all time. The highest graded quarterback in NFL history, according to these metrics of the Hall of Fame monitor, it is not Tom Brady. Peyton Manning. Oh. Peyton Manning. I thought you were going to say Joe Montana. I thought you were going to say Peyton Montana. Peyton Manning ranks as the number one ranked quarterback in NFL history, according to the Hall of Fame monitor, with 258 points. Tom Brady is behind him at 250.94. So even though Tom Brady's won seven Super Bowls and Peyton Manning's won two, Remember, Peyton Manning is the only man besides Tom Brady to win Super Bowls with two different teams. And Tom Brady won seven Super Bowls. Uh, Manning won two, but Manning broke all kinds of passing records. Brady has never been a statistical monster, right? So you basically add up everything, the two championships, the, the dominance, the, 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 the stats, the records of Peyton Manning. So he ranks number one. He's the number one ranked uh, quarterback. The number three ranked quarterback of all time. Somewhat of a surprise to me. Somewhat of a surprise to me. I would not have said this. I would not have cho chosen this man. Brett Favre. Interesting. Brett Favre. Brett Favre and his metrics are behind Peyton Manning. And Tom Brady, you know who's right behind Brett Favre? Aaron Rodgers. But there's a big drop-off. Peyton Manning, 258 points. Brady, 250.94 points. Brett Favre, 178.84 points. Aaron Rodgers, 163.72 points. Johnny Unitas, 169.34 so it's interesting. So as far as the all-time greats, so Unitas checks in at four. Unitas, uh, excuse me, at five. Five all-time as quarterbacks. Five. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Johnny Unitas. Followed by Joe Montana, 153.45. Followed by Drew Brees. Drew Brees. So Drew Brees uh, checks in number seven all-time. John Elway, 137 points. Checks in at number eight all-time. Fran Tarkenton, Minnesota Vikings, uh, checks in. That's incredible. You remember from the TV show. 117.2.2 points, 2.8 points. Fran Tarkenton. Dan Marino, 
rounds out the top 10. Dan Marino, 116.85. Curious to see where my main, my main man Jim Kelly is, who is a Hall of Famer. So it's interesting. We were talking about Phillip Rivers earlier, and Phillip Rivers is a Hall of Famer, even though he's never won a Super Bowl. His stats and what he's accomplished and everything, he is a Hall of Famer. So for the record, Phillip Rivers, who just recently announced his retirement, is 12th all-time. 12th on Pro Football QPE's Hall of Fame metric with 97.64 points. Just behind Steve Young at 112.98. Then comes Bart Starr at 97.53. Matt Ryan, 97.43. Ben Roethlisberger, 95. Ben Roethlisberger's <laughs> clearly had a better career than Matt Ryan. That was about and to Matthias. say. Yeah, you're a Falcon fan. Hey, 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 if if Phil Rivers is a Hall of Famer, so is Matt Ryan. They're the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what the problem is? Everyone that's thrown for as many yards as Rivers and stuff is in the Hall of Fame. And Dan Fouts was on the same damn team, never won a Super Bowl, and Phillip Rivers broke his records, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Right? Like, Rivers getting in. Matt Ryan, I don't think of a Hall of Famer, but... It's interesting. Uh, in case people wondering, Eli Manning. Eli Manning, 83.41, which is far off Hall of Fame caliber. But there are other guys in the Hall of Fame with lower. Joe Namath, 82.5. Bob Greasy, 73 points. Troy Aikman, 64 points. My man, Jim Kelly, 59. Russell Wilson right now, 74. This list sucks. As if Russell Wilson's a 74. Come on. Blow me. Look, you have a simple choice. Keep listening and get the winning edge. Or don't. And wish you had. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. As long as you can remember, there's only ever been one thing in your life that's been there for you. It's meant memories, family, friends. And yeah, we'll say it. Fun. Welcome to your home for talking sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. The late night anger management class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates and, of course, everybody tuning in on Sirius XM Channel 204. Let's step up and in onto the hardwood with one of our favorite hoop guests, Pete Yiannopoulos, former assistant coach with the UMass Minutemen, RDS television analyst, steps up and in. Always a pleasure, Pete. How you doing? I'm doing great tonight, Gabe. How you doing, my brother? Always a pleasure, Pete. So I'll tell you what, the... 
The NBA All-Star Game and the Major League Baseball All-Star Game are my two favorite All-Star Games. Massive fan of All-Star Weekend. Um, experiencing it live is something that every NBA fan uh, should do. It really is uh, that cool. And I am glad that they're playing this All-Star Game, and there's been debate about it. Uh, but, you know, the All-Star Games really are about the fans, aren't they? Slam dunk contests are about the fans. It's all about the fans. And <laughs> this is it's a unique situation this year as far as the All-Star Game is concerned, Pete. Well, it's unprecedented. It's challenging times. And I think the NBA are trying to be proactive in terms of, number one, trying to generate as much revenue as they can. Uh, it still will be a celebration, albeit without the fans being there, without the corporate partners. But I think once you get the 24 best players in the same arena, in the same pickup park, uh, you get some three-point shooting, you get a slam dunk competition at halftime. Uh, I like that it's congested all in one day. Uh, at the end of the day, people will be at home. It's going to give them an outlet to see the best players in the world. And like you and me, Gabe, we grew up watching Dominique Wilkins go against Michael Jordan. Uh, it's just something special. We saw Vince Carter, Zach Levine. We saw some of the great dunkers. And right now, the three ball has really taken over, right? So we're going to see three-point shooters. It's just a great weekend. Uh, I, I'm, for, I'm for having this if we can, and the health and safety protocols are respected. Uh, kudos to the NBA to try to make things happen and try and do something that will obviously give them some some revenue, but at the same time give some 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 of these fans globally an outlet where they could sit at home and watch the best in the world do what they do best. And so there will be no fans, and it's interesting because of course there are limited fans in Atlanta Hawk games, and I, I blame um, I blame that chick that got in in LeBron's face, <laughs> right? So she's 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 not going to be allowed to harass LeBron uh, this time at the NBA All Star Game. But you know what's unique, actually, guys? So we were talking about how with no fans, you know, the the slam dunk contest and and the skills competition is all about the fans. So they're still going to do it. But they're going to do it before the game, Pete. Interesting. So they're not, like, without fans, they're not going to, like, make everyone go on Saturday, the players Saturday and everything. They're just going to have this event, the skills competition, the slam dunk before the All-Star game uh, on on Sunday, which I don't have a problem with. It's going to be a great day of viewing. Um, and when we have fans back, we'll make a weekend of it again. No, there's no question about it. I think the NBA and the Players Association, uh, the union, there's such a there's a partnership. They're, they collaborate together. They're true partners, and I think they're trying to to do what's best not only for themselves but also uh, the fan experience won't be live. But with the NBA and the way they're they're interactive and the way they've been, you know, using and leveraging, consolidating their innovation. Uh, it's going to be something where you're going to be at home and you're going to feel like you're part of it. I can't wait to see the final product. But from what people are telling me, it's going to be something special. Uh, and just to see the best shooters, the best dunkers, and hopefully we'll see a competitive game like we saw last year uh, when in the fourth quarter, it was like it was good old days in the park. It was you had it to score. There's not too many fouls being called. Uh, it was physical. And for the first time in a long time, guys were playing defense in the fourth quarter, trying to win that game. Obviously, Kobe Bryant and the tribute to him was there, but I think they're going to do something similar again this year. Pete Annapolis kicking it with us. I am Gabriel Morenzi, Sports Grid Radio Network, Series XM Channel 204, and many AM radio affiliates. So let's get into the starters as far as the All-Star game uh, is concerned. 
Um, we don't have a point spread yet, obviously, guys, because the you know the full rosters have not been announced. Uh, but as far as the starters are concerned, I'll ask you who you got, Pete. So the Western Conference, their guards, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic. Not a bad combo. Um, you've got LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, and Nikolai Jokic. First thing that comes to mind for me <laughs> is that they're a pretty big team. Right? It's like yeah, they're pretty, pretty big dudes as a whole, with the exception of uh, of Steph Curry. So that's the Western Conference. Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Nikolai Jokic. The Eastern Conference starters, Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. Now... I'm not one to make a big deal about this because it's fan voting and stuff, but Kevin Durant, bro, hasn't played enough. And has Kyrie Irving played enough? What's your take? Like, you can't say anything about the West. Uh, I guess you can argue it's Kawhi, but Kawhi's played. But what about the Eastern roster? What do you make of that? Kevin Durant. I mean, the guy never plays. <laughs> I think there's no question that Kevin, when healthy, I still believe he's the best player in the game. Yeah, uh, I get what it. He did, what he did in <laughs> 17 and 18, and he's been injured. But I, I would echo your sentiment. I, I think Durant has been injured. I think health and safety protocols have have prevented him from being in, in, in the games most recently. But I think Kyrie Irving is the one that is a little bit of a head-scratcher because he missed so many games because he chose not to play. Imagine if James Harden would have been picked instead of Bradley Beal. Then we'd be talking about what, what's going on. But when I look at the East, I mean, it's stacked. Embiid and Giannis inside with Kevin. Look at that front line. Uh, but going against the front line of Jokic, LeBron, and Kawhi, uh, I mean, look at that backcourt, Luka and Steph. I mean, people are going to say that's probably the greatest offensive backcourt you could ever have in the history of the game. The Dallas Mavericks had the best offense in the history of the NBA last year, and that was because of Luka. His efficiency was off the chart. Steph Curry's averaging 30 this year, and he's giving us a little bit of like, hey, I'm still, I still got game. I'm still one of the best players. I revolutionized this game of basketball. People are shooting threes because of me. So uh, I like the fact what I'm seeing from both starting lineups. I think last year, Luka didn't really finish the game. Um, you know, they gave, they gave the, the option to a little bit of veteran guys. I think Luka takes his place here in this All-Star game. It's hard to say that a team with Steph Curry – doesn't have an advantage shooting, but in an all-star game format, in a free-flowing, in a free-flowing game, man, you got some snipers here. And as we stated, the full rosters haven't been rounded out yet. The, they let the crazy fans decide the starters, <laughs> and then and then they, you know, they put the guys that are getting screwed over it uh, after. I mean, Kyle Lowry, bro, wasn't even the top ten voting of guards. Yeah, because Kyle Lowry's not the top ten, right? Like, you know, the, the fan stuff, I don't want to talk about because it it's just anger me. But I'm telling you, Pete, you want to talk about snipers. Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, those guys can shoot, bro. These guys are like uh, Navy SEAL Team 6 snipers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I'm an old school guy, right? And I'll always, I'll always love the 90s and, and the early 2000s, you know, Jordan uh, and Magic and Bird. And, and, and then you saw the, the next wave that came with Kobe. 
But you just look at the guys, the way they, their ability to shoot that basketball. You're right, Gabe. These guys are snipers. I mean, Jokic could shoot the three. I mean, Embiid could shoot the three. But Embiid is playing great this year because he's not shooting the three. He's yeah. going to work. So Embiid and Jokic, I have them one, two for MVP right now. So I'd love to see them go to work against each other and see who comes out on top. I mean, you got Giannis and KD going against LeBron and Kawhi. I mean, you can't. I mean, I think the fans got it right, Gabe. I think they got it right this time. Yes, probably. You know, a guy like Kyle Lowry, you know, deserves oh, some respect. Oh, I'm not Van, saying. No, Van Vliet's having a great year, but on the other side, maybe Dame Lillard. But I think Dame and Steph and Luke are just so even. Right, so this is going to be a, a, a tantalizing game. Trey Young probably deserves a little bit of love, didn't get it, but you know he's going to want to step up. Wait until he gets into the game at home, logo Trey. I mean, I can't wait. I wish I could be sitting courtside with Gabe Barenci <laughs> <laughs> watching that game. We won't talk about what we'd be drinking, but we'd yeah, be having we'll be a good time up. courtside. Be fired up. Uh, yeah, damn right. I had a great time at the All-Star game in Toronto. Kobe's last All-Star game. So glad uh, that uh, that I was there uh, for that. So, you know, you talk about, you know, you talk about the, the fan voting process. And as you stated, there's, I think they did get it right for the most part. But at the same point in time, we're not... It's not who who's the best player if they played, right? We're supposed to reward players. We're supposed to reward players for for having having the year that they they're having. Yet I'm glad that you brought up Damian Lillard, and we, we're up against it. We're, we're going to a break in about a minute or so, but I want to get into Dame Lillard as far as the MVP is concerned. And I mean, I dude, you know Dame Dame Lillard's gonna have a have a song out. He's gonna have a new song out by the end of the week about this NBA all-star disc, bro. Like th- this guy like is driven by this and I don't know what more what what more he could do, right? Um and I I'm curious your thoughts about this, but uh before we go we'll get Pete's thoughts on the other side, but last year they went to the um to the Elam index factor, all right? So it's the Elam ending. And Nick Elam actually created this. And he's been pushing this on basketball leagues for a long time in which you add an adjusted number onto the score at a certain time. And we saw how entertaining it was in the NBA All-Star game last year. Uh, We saw how entertaining it is in the basketball tournament that airs on ESPN. It's great stuff. And they actually use this format if games go to overtime in the Australian League now, in the NBL. In the National Basketball League, so we'll get Pete Annapolis' thoughts on the Elam uh, ending and whether it should be used more and not just uh, in an all-star game uh, setting. So we're talking hoops with Pete Annapolis, former assistant coach with the UMass uh, Minutemen, and of course, RDS television analyst. It's the Thursday night throwdown. Sportsway Night continues. We should come with a warning label. Caution. 24-hour sports talk may cause mild addiction. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. 
The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's not your wife. It's not your kids. It's not your neighbor. And it sure isn't your boss. Only we understand you. We are your friends. You're listening to The Winning Edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. We're talking hoops with Pete Annapolis. So, Pete, I was talking about the Elam ending. As we went into the break, I'll throw it to you right away here. Uh, do you like the ending? Do you find it entertaining? What's your opinion on the Elam ending? Well, I absolutely loved it the way they did it last year because you, you don't have to understand things have changed. The, the players make so much money, and they're not there to really be too competitive. But basketball is the one sport, and we've talked about this a number of times, Gabe. You could be five-on-five, NBA All-Stars, you could be two-on-two NBA All-Stars. You could be two-on-two, just me and you in the park. We're going to go at it, right, because we want to win the game, and that's the way basketball is. But the way to have the Elam end them here where everybody's going for a certain amount and you got to get to that number, guys were playing defense. Guys were physical. Guys weren't letting guys get easy baskets. So I think it was great. There are some leagues that have have used it and leveraged it in their league. I'm not quite sure I would like to see that in the NBA. (laughs) I'm fine with the way the game is now with 48 minutes. (laughs) But uh, having said that, um, the way it's set up in the All-Star game, and when you have that type of talent combined with the natural, physical, athletic abilities of these players and the way they were playing for, for charity, for the respective charities, again, the NBA seems to get it, right? There, there's one team, there's one franchise that gets it in pregame ceremonies in professional sports, and that's the Montreal Canadiens, right? They just do it the right way. But yeah. the NBA does everything else right. Nobody could touch them in terms of what they do with their players, with the fans, with the community. And I think right now it took Kobe to, to, to have this tribute for him, but his legacy will continue uh, for every All-Star game because of the ending. Uh, we're in conversation with Pete Yiannopoulos, uh, RDS television analyst. So, Pete, and that's the thing for people that, you know, are a little bit confused by it. What's cool about it is, so imagine imagine the score, they play four quarters, but with five minutes left in the fourth quarter, they sort of stop, they stop the, you know, the, uh, the scoreboard. And everyone looks up and they go, all right, listen, it's 85 to 81 right now. And the Elam index is 12 in this league or 16. And for, for Kobe, they made it 24. NBA had seen it make sense 24. So they add 24 points on. So there's no clock anymore. It's like the team that's ahead has to get to that number plus 24. And the team that's down has to catch up and get to that number wherever they're at. And... It really does prevent teams from running out the clock. It prevents teams. They have to play, uh, Pete. That's, you know, that's what they did in a basketball tournament. And it also, it takes away late fouls as well. Like, you know, a lot of teams are desperate and they'll just sort of start fouling because they don't have a choice and they're trying to buy time with the clock. It slows the flow down of the game. I like it as an over better, Pete, because it's just free throws and the games go over. But it slows the flow down. So it's an, it really is. It's very street ball, isn't it? It's basically, hey, First one at 24 wins. That's what it is. You know what I mean? And imagine if you if you're losing a game. Well, it's for you. Well, we got to get to 32 before they get to 24. But it makes it competitive, Pete. There's no question. I would echo your sentiments. It's street ball. 
It's the first to a certain amount of points, and guys need to get it. And then there's some strategy involved, too. You know, when you're down, you can't be taking, you know, two-point shots. You got to be taking some threes. Yeah. You got to get back. You got to get back, and you got to get back quick. But you can't just be getting threes without getting stops because if you don't if you don't stop the other team, they're just gonna get to get there and win the game. But I love the fact the way the officials, you know, the officials usually in the all-star game, they're on vacation, man. They might be you always have to take the under on the officials because they're not gonna put the whistle. They want to get out of there, they want to get to the party. But right now, with this ending, guys are physical. So the spotlight's on the official, they're like, man, we're getting it. And now you're gonna hear even more. Because there's no fans in the arena. So I absolutely love that. And, and it's going to be important to see who those refs are. Is it Scott Foster? You know he's going to want to be the show. He might be <laughs> trying to get it to some other the younger refs. Or Mark Davis, man. Davis and Foster. Oh, boy. Alpha males right there. But at the same time, I think that their strategy. Uh, I mentioned Luca last year. Nick Nurse was the head coach of one of the teams. And he had Kyle Lowry with the starters. Right? So let's see what happens here with the strategy. The coaches that are there, they're going to want to have their guys. They might not want to play some guys too much because of the injuries. But I, we saw last year, all the guys played and they played hard. And yeah. you know, you know, Gabe, the quest this year for LeBron James is to win the MVP of the regular season. That's his number one priority. And you know that he's going to want to win the MVP too of the All-Star game. He's going to be on fire, commanding the ball and commanding the place. You know what? He's always historically played well in Atlanta, too. Right. I've always said Atlanta, it's black Hollywood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They get up for Atlanta. The NBA players love going to Atlanta. It's a big time visit. You know what? I think NBA players are more upset about the all-star stuff that they're going to miss the festivities. I never forget, uh, Pete. I was lucky. Um, somebody gave me passes, basically, Pete, to uh, the club for your eyes only NBA all-star weekend. And what it was, Pete, it was the all-star dancers from NBA cities. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was like Miami, Atlanta. Man, that's where Cam Newton was there, James Harden. Uh, I, you know, so I was hanging with the VIPs, except I really wasn't. They were in a VIP section. So I thought I was, like, invited to some party with, like, Cam Newton at, like, this crazy strip club party and stuff. And I was technically Pete, but... You know, Harden and Cam Newton, all those guys, they were behind the ropes, bro. And we were just schleps, right? We were just schleps. But the all-star festivities, where it was definitely a scene. <laughs> uh, I'll put it that way. So you mentioned LeBron James, and it's amazing. We talked about LeBron James a couple of weeks ago, and you said, slam it down, you're not a betting man. And it was like plus 280 at the time. He's plus 125 right now. So it's, <laughs> you know, it's getting locked in. You move numbers. Yet a guy... <laughs> A guy that really should be getting some love here. And we talked about it. It's perfect as far as the All-Star game, not getting voted as a starter. But Damian Lillard is 26-1 to 1 right now. And not just Dame Lillard, but it really is impressive, bro. Isn't it, Pete, how the Portland Trailblazers are winning games without Nurkic, without uh, C.J. McCollum? And what Lillard is doing is just, it's unbelievable. Uh, so 14 games without C.J. McCollum. And mostly without Nurkic as well. Nine and five record. Dame Lillard's averaging 35.6 points per game. So it's not like he's just scoring. They're winning games as well, bro. No, it's an incredible story. And you talk about the ultimate, you know, mid-major player uh, from a small school, Weber State, and, and has become one of the great NBA point guards. 
And I think right now he's the number one closer in the NBA. If you need a shot to win a game at the end of the last, you know, 10 seconds, the ball you want, you want the hand, the ball in the hands of Dame Lillard. Because he could do it in the playoffs. He could do it in the regular season. He could do it off the bounce. He could do it from the logo. He could do it getting to the line. <laughs> he could do it in every facet. And it's just incredible because he has that, you know, that Mamba mentality. He has that killer mentality. And I love the fact that, you know, he might get criticized because he might not ever win an, an NBA title. But he didn't want to join a super team. He didn't want to go play with LeBron or Kawhi or go play with KD. He wanted to stay loyal to the organization that drafted him, and he wants to build a team that he believes. But that's the thing. He believes that he's still going to win a championship. And I think if CJ gets back healthy, um, obviously they need those big guys inside, right? Nurkic is always hurt. Collins is hurt. I love, <laughs> yeah, you <yeah>. know, <laughs> it's unfortunate, but they are, right? And now you got Cantor, who's not playing. He's playing pretty good basketball. I mean, the Celtics didn't want to play him because, you know, he can't play. He's not, the, you know, defensively, he's not the most proficient but at the same time Lillard you just feel that he's able to galvanize his troops people the teammates love this guy and I love everything about him and I hope I hope that you know he gets some some success last year heading into the playoffs they were hot they just were injured again and too tired against the Lakers they won the game one Lillard is a guy at 30 points a game man he's I think arguably if you if you want to rank the best point guard in the game today you might say Steph, some might say Luca, but pound for pound, I think right now it's Dane Lillard. Pete Annapolis kicking it with us. Uh, Pete, we got a couple of minutes left that I want to talk about Steph Curry because it's crazy to say ever that Steph Curry is underrated. But this is a debate that we have often with different sports. And we talk about, well, what's the definition of a most valuable player? And, you know, Dame Lillard is the definition of this. Um, you know, carrying a team to an 18 and 10 record and scoring 35 points a game without, you know, two starters in the lineup is amazing. And what, where would they be without him? Where would the Golden State Warriors be if Steph Curry wasn't on their team? Like you look at the roster this year and they're competing. They're competing for a playoff spot right now. He's 11 to one um, to be uh, the most valuable player. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Steph Curry really is playing MVP caliber basketball as well. He's had a cold shooting night the last couple of nights, and he still scores 34 points a night. No, he's been incredible. I mean, he went 5 for 20 last night, um, 8 for 25 total, but he made the big shots when he needed to, and then he got the three-point shooting finally from from Bazemore, from Oubre and Wiggins. You look at that team, that roster, man, yep. uh, it's tough. It's tough because once they're not big, they're not experienced, they're not that talented, but Steph Curry, a couple of those games, right, where – he put up 60. He put up a couple of 50 spots. And now they're starting to win. If there's one guy, <laughs> if there's one guy that the media loves and the narrative could change, and I'm not changing my prediction, put all yeah. your money. I told you last week, at 280, plus 280. And that's plus 125. <laughs> it was a great bet. Like you said, but it's like a horse race. Curry's not going to win, but this horse is coming on right now around the yes. turn. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and people love Steph just because the way he plays – People believe, or when they look at Steph Curry, they see themselves a little bit as this, you know, not athletic, not too tall guy, just be able to shoot the ball with range and the arc, and everything seems to go in. But I think Curry has been challenged, has been criticized, and yes, he has no MVP, finals MVP, 
Andre Iguodala has one over him on that, on that team that won three championships. KD has two. He's always been in foul trouble in the finals, right? So defensively, he's gotten better. And I think right now he's trying to say that, hey, I can carry this team. It's going to be tough for him to win the MVP. But if they keep winning games and he gets the, the production from his teammates like he's getting, you never know. But Draymond Green has to stop really talking post-game and trying to focus to stay on the court and help out Steph, his brother. Because at six points a game, that's not going to be enough to get Golden State. Right now, they're in the playoffs, but let's see if they can keep it going. Yeah, but Draymond, Draymond's so good at talking. Man, that guy's good. He's <laughs> going to be good on TV. You know, I, I, we've got less than a minute left, but uh, I know you, Pete, is, uh, Pete knows uh, Andrew Wiggins and has known him uh, since Wiggins has been a kid. And people were critical of Andrew earlier in the season, including myself. And Pete said, you know, we got to be a little bit patient. He's settling in here uh, with, with a new team. Yet he really has started to settle in uh, over the last three weeks or so. And he's pl playing pretty consistent basketball. I mean, he's giving him 17, 18 a night, Pete. Well, the key for Andrew right now is the shot selection. He's taking better shots. Uh, you know, a little bit tougher when you're in Minnesota, your number one pick, there's a lot of expectations and you got to take shots because there wasn't too much talent around you. But right now with Golden State, the one thing that you're going to do with Steve Kerr being the head coach, Mike Brown being the associate head coach, that ball is going to move. So you're not going to come up and do isolation every time down. You're going to move without the ball. He's getting to the free throw line and he's taking better jump shots with less dribbles. And if you see his efficiency has gone up this year and he's showing that defensively, he's still when he's engaged, his athletic ability make him one of the better perimeter players in the NBA. So right now, Andrew's in a good spot. He's learning from Steph. He's learning from that system, but he's taking better shots. And when you take better shots, your efficiency and your percentages go up. I'm happy that Andrew has been able to do that. He's been heavily criticized, specifically from the U.S. media, that have called him a bust. Bomani Jones, a bust? The guy's averaging 20 points a game for his career. We're not talking all of a candy here or anti <laughs> No, it's a little extreme. <laughs> they like picking on the Canadians, Kate. Yes, we they do. Talk, we could talk hoops uh, all night. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Always a pleasure. Live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. Sports Grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the... Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com Sports Grid is available on the radio, internet, TV, satellite, and don't forget our mobile app. So if you're not getting it, you're just not trying. Keep it right here. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Three-minute warning, level three, quick as 180 minutes of Sports Talk Radio. Thanks to all of our guests who joined us uh, this evening, including Pete Yiannopoulos talking basketball uh, with Pete. 
Uh, thanks to Mike Blewett for kicking it with us uh, as well. And, of course, Teddy. Teddy covers. Threw it down uh, with us. Uh, so the Brooklyn Nets continue to win basketball games uh, on the road, despite the fact on a nightly basis it seems like they have a different lineup uh, every night. Uh, James Harden's assist uh, prop tonight was 11 and a half. He got to 11. See, this is a discipline that I was talking about earlier. These NBA props right now with star players are sharper than a rusty nail, man. All right? So you got to be careful with these props. You got to really, really uh, pick uh, pick your spots. Um, LeBron goes off uh, tonight. 32 points. His prop was 30 and a half. So he, he went over the number here uh, this evening. Really enjoyed talking NBA basketball. Look, it was so good. Matias got caught up in it. Uh, earlier, uh, missed uh, missed one of our cues. He's so so fired up. He's getting hyped up about the Raptors tomorrow night. We'll get uh, Matias. I will talk uh, UFC. And it's funny we were talking about uh, Leon Edwards earlier in the week. Great fight, great matchup against uh, Muhammad uh, that they uh, that they set up. So we'll get into that. And of course uh, the heavyweight tilt and uh, and all that uh, all that other stuff. So as far as overnight is concerned. The NBA is a really tricky league to really lock stuff in overnight. You got to sort of you're risking whether you know players are going to play or whether they're not going to play or not, or what, what you think the line is going to move. For the record, the Jazz are like two and a half to the Clippers, and I'm not getting in front of the Jazz. I'm glad the number is so low. I hope it uh, I hope it goes down more. But I'll tell you what, the um, the New Orleans Pelicans are an over machine, guys. All right, the last time the Pelican game went under the number was the Friday night before the Super Bowl. Think about that. It's the last time a Pelicans game's gone under the number. They're 8-2 and two to, the un- to the over in their last 10. Uh, they're cruising to the over right now, as I stated. Meanwhile, Phoenix can score as well. Phoenix 4-1 to the over in their last five. Total's 231.5 right now. Probably hits 233 or so. We're going over the number. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.